You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, you beautiful heart and soul. Welcome back to Evolving Truths. My name is Alexis Ray, and this is my mama, Shannon Day. Hey, mom. Hey, Alexis. How Uh, are you doing? I was going to ask you first today. Oh, okay. Go for it. How are you? I am good. I just rolled out of bed. We are about to record. I have so much to do and my coping mechanism right now is just to avoid it. I know that's not the answer. I have four days left in Arizona before I fly back to Colorado to get started with this new endeavor. Now these next four days, I need to whip myself into shape a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I, I know absolutely nothing about avoiding things. It's this cross between, I know my schedule in life is about to ramp up aggressively. So I'm chilling as hardcore as I possibly can. I'm getting enough done that I need to get done that time sensitive or moving the ball forward. And just really trying to balance between that because I know so much is really about to change drastically. Mm-hmm. You you do realize that was a tad bit of sarcasm, right? Uh, obviously. Uh, How are you doing today? I'm good. I am currently dog sitting in Boulder and yesterday it snowed four or five inches. Good news was I was facilitating all day. So I got to stay in the house and just watch it. And now today it's a clear blue sky. The sun is shining. Everything's covered in snow. It's gorgeous. There's like Christmas in the air and it's just fresh. It it feels good. So I like that. Also, I have to tell you, Alexis, this weekend, I went with some friends to see the Cupcake Cabaret, which is a burlesque show in Fort Collins. So much fun. Good. I'm glad. Oh, I just loved it. And I love the boldness, the body positivity of the individuals in the show was beautiful the dances, the creativity. And I, I so appreciate that. I left, I was hoarse from all my yelling and cheering them on. I appreciate more things out there about appreciating our bodies as they are, regardless of size, shape, color, having gratitude for what they can do I mean, just being able to get out of bed, like being grateful for that. These individuals getting up and dancing. Oh, and there were belly dancers. Nice. I don't know if you recall this, but for a short time in the fall, I was doing belly dance lessons. Mm, That was so fun. And I now am like so inspired to go back because this was kind of like a cool hip hop sort of belly dance. It might take me 10 years to be good enough to ever get to do anything like that. But uh, hashtag life goal. So yeah, that's the funnest thing I have to tell you right now. What fun thing do you have to tell me? I love it. Well, my weekend I spent going to the pool and reading next to the Uh, pool, which was awesome. That sounds lovely. It was. I guess my next exciting thing is I go back to work next week. I don't know if that's really that exciting, though. 
<laughs> whoop, whoop. What are you going to be doing, Alexis? I'm going back to roofing. Little caveat. It's not to say that I haven't been working this entire time, true. but I'm going back to an employment job. So in the roofing industry, I'm stepping into a general manager role for a commercial roofing company in Northern Colorado. The company is a family-owned business, and I am part of that family. So I'm going to be stepping into a situation that I feel like will push my career in the right direction. It'll take my roofing knowledge that I've accumulated over the last 10 years of being in the industry and really get to apply it in one place. And at the same time, have the respect and flexibility and boundaries of taking care of my health, which is really what I think opened the door for this one to be able to say there's going to be a Monday at 10 o'clock that I have to go to this appointment or I need to go to the chiropractor before coming into the office or I need to leave early to go to this treatment or X, Y, or Z. Like I don't know what that looks like yet, but knowing that I'm going to have the flexibility to be able to do that and stand by those boundaries for self-care so that hopefully I don't have to go back to how I've gotten here. As you talk about that in caring for yourself, you as the GM will have an opportunity to either enhance that culture that's there, if that's already there, or to build it so that self-care and looking at the individuals who work there as part of the team is really a holistic approach for everyone. And you have an opportunity to do that. When it comes to taking care of ourselves, especially in the construction industry, we just have a different perspective on it. It's one I think that would be beneficial to be addressed probably in the construction industry. And maybe we know someone who can help us with that. Yes. Through my time in the construction industry, I was able to get connected to an amazing woman and professional her name is Mandy. She is all about making mental health a safety initiative to the construction and roofing industry and destigmatizing well-being. And her main focus is just whole health in the roofing industry. So without further ado, we would like to welcome Mandy to our Evolving Truths stage. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. Uh, we're excited to have you with us today. I also <laughs> love how Lexis just said we're welcoming you to the stage. Well, this I mean, virtual stage. Yeah, vir I like <clears throat> had to pause for a minute and look around, and I was like, yeah, I guess it's a stage. As far as I'm concerned, we are all standing on a red carpet right now, and in our <laughs> interview and glam. Yes, I love that. I love it too. Mom, let us know about Mandy. My pleasure, Mandy McIntyre is the owner of Level Up Consultants in Cleveland, Ohio. Before starting her own business, she was vice president of First Choice Roofing Company in Cleveland, where she worked for nearly 10 years in the roofing industry. She has been around construction most of her life as her family owned and operated a small general contracting business. Mandy is a dedicated member of the National Women in Roofing Organization. She is on the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee and is a chair for the Cleveland Council. Mandy is a roofing influencer featured on RoofersCoffeeShop.com. She is a change agent for mental health awareness. She serves on the Construction Suicide Prevention Task Force, collaborating with OSHA and other supporters in the industry to promote mental health 
awareness. And there's a bunch more stuff that we can tell you about Mandy as well, but we're going to invite you to go to her website and check her out and learn more. And we're going to learn more as we have this conversation today. So again, Mandy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to step onto the stage. Our <laughs> pleasure. How cool. We built a stage, mom. Love it. Mandy, we just got yeah. the rundown, but give <clears throat> us the transition in construction from being an executive to mental health advocate. It comes from a couple places. One, just my own lived experience. I've suffered with depression and anxiety for really as long as I can remember. I, I can remember like having a panic attack as a child and I didn't know what it was. And I never saw a doctor or anything till like my 20s. So it's just something I've lived with my whole life. I'm acutely aware of the challenges that that brings about, especially if you don't receive help. Being in the roofing and construction industry, I saw a lot of mental health issues and challenges. And there's a lot of things that happened throughout my career that I really wish, like looking back now, I wish I would have handled differently, but I wasn't really equipped to address the situation or how, I didn't know how to navigate it. But there was a, a, a pivotal moment where I had a roofing foreman and his name was Ryan. And I've told this story so many times and I, I feel like there's so many similar stories like this out there. He was just such a great guy. Oh, I just loved him. And we had the same birthday and he was like really into crystals like me. So he would come in my office and he would be like, oh, do you have any new stones or whatever? Like ah. he's just like a really cool guy. And he was very charismatic, like a natural born leader, super strong, biggest heart in the world. Just, just a sweetheart. And he just happened to have a substance use issue. When he first started working at First Choice, he was in a recovery housing center and throughout his time there, there were some ups and downs and he was in and out of recovery. And then he ended up in prison for just doing something stupid. Great guy though. And he had asked, can I come back to work? And I was like, of course, Ryan, you're always welcome back. And uh, he ended up going somewhere else. And I remember the last time I actually like talked to him, it was Ryan, please take care of yourself. I never want to get the phone call that you're dead. And that was always my biggest fear because I just knew how much he struggled. And three months later, I got that phone call from an ex-employee who had found out through another friend that his body was found outside of Youngstown, Ohio, and he had died by overdose. I was just devastated. And it, it triggered someone else in the company who was in recovery to relapse. And I just started researching and I just, I never knew the statistics and how bad they are in construction. So I got trained in mental health first aid to try to like, okay, what can I do? Mental health toolbox talks. And I had already kind of started talking about it because I'm a yoga teacher. So it's just kind of part of who I am, like a holistic mindset. Then after I got that first aid training, I was like, there's such a need out there. And I just felt the calling and a purpose to like step outside my comfort zone. And I just made vice president and then I resigned. I'm like, I'm going to start my own business and I'm going to do mental health first aid training and DEI training. I'm scared to death. But here I am. Unfortunately, it took a tragic event for me to like really 
step outside my comfort zone and do this. I just want to make a change because I hate hearing these stories and I hate seeing these statistics and there's no reason why it can't be changed. It just takes some awareness and some education. There are so many strings out of how you have arrived at this place in your life that I want to pull out of this story and we could sit here for days. so many hours. Yes, days. There's a need and you're called to serve in it. We see something in life. It's like, oh, I should go do this. But then the step of actually doing it and having the courage to say like, I do want to do something about this. And what you said of all it takes is enough people talking about it and I can be on the forefront of it. Wow, that's so brave. Like, I just, I see that as an immense amount of courage. Thank you. Want to congratulate you for taking on this work because it's hard to say or be in a topic like this that you're just constantly talking about mental health. Yeah, some of the conversations can get really heavy really heavy and the training can get heavy. Sometimes people are triggered or people have stories and it's not easy. It's just uncomfortable. Just posted on my social media. Being comfortable is nice, but nothing grows from that place. And it's so true. We have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's where my yoga training comes into play again too, because that's a big part of yoga is like, you know, the the poses that you don't like the most are usually what you need and you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's all about growth and evolving. Mandy, thank you so much for sharing that experience with us. I was thinking a couple of things. One, for those who work in that industry, how challenging and trying, and yet it's probably become their norm and they're used to is working with people who have substance abuse issues, working with Mm -hmm. people that may be struggling with mental health and seeing those things go together, but it becomes their normal. And so then Mm -hmm. because it is the norm, really having someone to stop and go, Hey, let's think about this for a minute. Is this what we want it to look like? No, actually it's not. That was one point. But then my second one was you said it took this tragic event to cause you to step out of your comfort zone and to start your business. As Alexa said, that's a shit ton of courage. That's a (laughs) big leap and absolutely love that you did that. Why does it take something sometimes that drops us to our knees? or just knocks us really hard before we make a change. That's why I'm so passionate about this work is because I'm trying to be proactive within the industry to show people the statistics, to talk about it so that these tragic incidents don't happen. So it, it doesn't take something like this for a company to have a mental health toolbox talk, to get some training. It's really not a matter of if it's going to happen within a business, it's when. Mm -hmm. So do you want to get in front of it or do you want to clean up the aftermath? It's just like anything else. It's being safety minded and realizing that the safety of a whole person is more than just their physical well-being, especially construction workers. More construction workers die from suicide and overdose each year than 
every other workplace fatality combined, which includes the OSHA fatal four. And no one talks about that. Everyone always talks about hard hats, PPE, fall protection, but you're more likely to die from an overdose or suicide than you are a fall. And there's nothing being done about protecting the workforce from mental illness. That's what I'm trying to be proactive about. A lot of the labor force in construction is a marginalized Mm -hmm. group. Roofing and I think construction as a whole, there's a disconnect between what the labor population needs as far as support goes. And historically, there has been enough cheap labor. So we haven't had to pay attention to taking care of our labor force's mental health because all you have to do is plug and play. Like there's always someone else to fill that role. Everyone's replaceable. That caring enough about the labor force. I know in construction right now, we talk a lot about a labor shortage. Are we caring more about people now because there isn't the amount of people to backfill the problem? Yes. And I always try to promote this as a solution to the labor shortage because that gets people's attention. Anytime you talk about labor shortage, people are like, oh, what new idea do you have? It's really not a new idea. It's pretty common freaking sense. Treat your people better. It's like now people are having difficulty finding workers. They can go get a job anywhere and maybe you pay them a little bit more money. But if you're treating them like shit, why the hell would they want to work for you? So what makes you a desirable person and company to work for? And what makes people not want to work for you? And these are like the hard questions people have to ask themselves in a leadership role and from a business stance. And a lot of that has to do with mental health. The workforce is different now. They expect more. They are demanding to be treated better because they can go somewhere else. And they are clearly yeah. jo- job jumping and, and all of this. And then with roofing and construction, well, roofing in particular, we say, oh, the trades are dying and there's not enough skilled labor. Treat them better. Make the industry more appealable. Make it more welcoming, inviting. Make it a place where people can thrive. And they're not just some worker out on the roof that's just completely disconnected from the rest of the business. Whereas like, you know, corporate is a little more polished. You have your quote unquote laborers and they're treated differently. That's what we have to stop doing. We have to treat the labor, the human element that is the machine of roofing. We have to remember these are human beings and they're not just some machines out there on the roof that you can just put to work for 14 hours a day, weeks at a time away from home, no support system, and expect everything to be okay, because clearly it's not. The statistics speak for themselves. You hit the nail on the head. Construction as a whole has not had to keep up with the emotional development of business across the world, in my opinion. Like, they don't have the corporate standards because it's been a freaking good old boys club where you grind your nose to the grindstone and just hammer it out like that expectation is generationally changing right now oh it's so antiquated and I say that all the time everyone needs to stop thinking like that because you can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result and then keep complaining that you can't find workers or you can't retain people Well, you can't keep doing the same thing. You got to change. 
before we continue so that everyone who's listening knows what we're talking about. Can you tell us what OSHA is? It's the reigning authority on safety in, okay. in any workplace environment. In okay. particular, with construction, if you get fined or charged by OSHA, it's a big, it's a big deal. Tell us more about having a holistic mindset and how that guides you. When I was with the roofing contractor, I would always have them set professional goals, but I would also have them set personal goals. Because I think when you align like your purpose with your work, you're just more inclined to to do better and, and to be more engaged. You can't expect somebody to perform well if they're not feeling well. And that goes beyond just like physical and mental even. It's like your spiritual and your emotional well-being. I knew what they liked. I knew their kids' names. I knew their hobbies and their mannerisms so that I really knew who they were. You kind of have to lead everybody a little bit differently. Some people respond better to certain things and some people don't. So that's where equity comes into play. What is going to have the best outcome for this particular individual? What do they need? Being holistically minded in a leadership role, it's looking at the whole person and not just their role or their responsibility, because there's a lot of outside factors that come into play for them to perform well. And you can't expect that people just show up into the workplace and everything else like stops happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's addressing all of that, the whole person. You talked about mental health first aid. Say that again for us. Yes, it's Mental Health First Aid. It's through the National Council for Mental Well-Being. It's a three-year certification, and it helps you identify, understand, and respond to a mental health challenge or crisis. When you learn CPR or first aid, what you're doing is you're at that pivotal moment of crisis where you're not, you know, you're not a doctor, but you're there to get that person safe into the right resources. So, you know, mm-hmm. keeping them safe until the ambulance comes. So with mental health first aid, it's making sure, are they safe? And being able to ask a question, if someone's suicidal, are you thinking of killing yourself? If they say yes, to be able to act, to be confident to ask, have you thought about how you would do it or when you, when you wanted to do it? And there's like this big myth that if you ask somebody about suicide, it's going to push them in that direction, which is the farthest from the truth. You need, to, you need to ask these questions. So it gives you all the tools and the confidence to be able to have these difficult conversations and then guide them in the right direction, give them the resources, look for signs and symptoms, and just be, be that guide for navigating these like troubled waters when it yeah. comes to mental health. And also being the advocate for recognizing that it's not a sign of weakness if you want to talk about your feelings. And breaking the stigma of even talking about it. This is where like person-first language comes into play. And it's so important. So instead of saying somebody committed suicide, I always say died by suicide. Or instead of saying addict, substance use issue. I don't even say substance abuse. I say substance use. Because you want to maintain the person first. And not identify them as their illness. Yeah. Language is so important. It's little things like that that will help break the stigma where it just becomes normal. Yes. It's a total reframe. And 
even just catching myself is step number one. I have to observe myself saying it, remind myself that I want to plug this new word in until it becomes the new habit, but it's everywhere. Yeah. I catch myself. It's hard. But if I hear somebody say, oh, well, he's just a junkie. I'll be like, you can't say that. He's not a junkie. He's a human being who happens to have a substance use illness. And it's a diagnosed medical mental illness, substance use. And it's usually started by trauma. It's usually triggered by different things in life, stress. And it starts out as a coping mechanism. And then there's different biological factors where it becomes a legitimate mental illness. And we have to start treating it as such, just like you would anything else, diabetes, cancer, it's an illness. If everyone could see us right now, Mandy's talking about this so passionately and Lexis and I are both just sitting here completely enthralled with her shaking our heads up and down like, yeah, (laughs) say it. First aid is what comes into play once an issue is recognized. That's when we do CPR with your company. You're looking to take a more proactive approach so that this first aid, and you know, I put that in quotes, but like It doesn't need to be responding necessarily after an issue has been identified. Talk to us more about your company, your vision behind that and how you're doing that. So anytime I'm invited to a podcast, I'm so grateful. So thank you again, because anytime you talk about it, it just starts dismantling that stigma. And I've been working myself tirelessly, trying to get on any platform I can, networking, speaking engagements, website or social media content, just anything to just start having these conversations about mental health, breaking myths, dismantling, stigmatized language, promoting it as a true safety initiative, and really, you know, promoting aspects like self-care, stress management, and it... (laughs) It can get very overwhelming, very overwhelming, but it's, it's very rewarding. And I, I love talking about it and I've been gaining a lot of traction. And usually whenever I talk to somebody, there's these like aha moments. It's kind of like a domino effect. You know, the more people you touch and you reach, the more it starts to grow. So that's what I've been doing. You modeled that when you started your conversation with us, you named it. You're like, I experienced depression and anxiety at a young age and didn't even know or recognize it. Mm -hmm. And being able to say to someone, you know, I have cancer, I struggle with heart issues or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. us being able to name this, you said dismantling stigmatized language. Ooh, that was good. Thank you. I think it's important to share lived experience. Because when you share something like that, it puts you in a vulnerable place. But the more you talk about it, in my experience, I've been able to gain control of it. So it doesn't feel like it's this thing controlling me. The more I talk about it, the more I feel empowered over challenge that I, I deal with every day. I mean, I take medication for it, a couple medications every day. I do my self-care, I do my yoga, I do my hiking, I do my meditation, my journaling, all of that. So like I have good mental health. I just happen to have some mental illness with depression and anxiety. And I think it's really important to note that you can have good mental health and have a mental health challenge. Just like if someone had diabetes, but they exercise, they eat nutritious food, they sleep well. That's someone who's in good health. They just have 
a health issue, but it doesn't mean their overall health is poor. You're <laughs> killing me with all of the best things here. Because unless we go seek or somehow hear someone or are exposed to a different circle or a different conversation, we just stay in our own little bubble. And we're like, oh, I didn't realize that there is a name for this or that there are resources to support me in this or there is education. And so getting on the platform, bringing the conversation to the forefront, especially in the construction industry or just culture in profession across the whole, they say that there's support and they're like naming it more, but how far we've gotten as it's come to the forefront, this is still pretty new. Oh yeah. And so unless someone heard someone else's experiences, that's the whole point of Evolving Truths is to be able to share our learned experiences, the lessons we got from it, so that hopefully someone out there hears it and it's what they need to be hearing. Well, and it reminds us we're not alone. Yeah, I mean, everything's connected. I'm such a hippie dippy at heart. And there is this universal connectiveness to everything. And it's, it's a ripple effect, you know, like, okay, karma, for instance, my definition of karma is it's energy in action. So it's not like what goes around comes around. It's the energy you put out will continue and affect something or someone. So for me, if I'm projecting this energy that it's okay to talk about these and I appear confident and I appear strong and I appear kind, then that's just going to have that rippled universal karmic effect to not everybody, but to people who are open to it. And to me, that's so magical. I just love the possibility of that. It's just fascinating to me. And there's definitely times I really don't want to talk about this, but then I'm like, you know what? Maybe me talking is going to affect somebody that I will never meet in my life. And that's like my karma, you know? Yep. Oh, and that's so strong and it's powerful. And again, that's brave. Choosing to share these stories, us choosing to challenge what we think is the norm in construction, in the professional workforce in culture as a whole, is doing a service, like you said, to not just ourselves, but the rest of the world and the generations that come after us in these industries that we've come to love. Yeah, it really just fuels my fire to know the words I say really do matter. And there's so much responsibility and power with that. And to be able to like step into that realm and be so vulnerable and be so raw with certain things and to just kind of like face this head on is just so rewarding. I truly feel like so blessed that I found this path and a confidence to do it because honestly, a year or two ago, I would have never done this, would have never left my job, would have never taken this leap of faith or thought I was like smart enough to talk about this. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a doctor. I did a mental health first aid instructor training and my yoga training, but I'm passionate about it. And here we are. I've studied personal development and professional development for a handful of years now. I've learned you only have to know 30% more than what (laughs) anyone else knows because you invested time 
to dive deep on these two things. So you say, I only have these two certifications. Those two certifications have given you more knowledge and information to help this industry that you care about than the people who are in the industry, which automatically puts you ahead. So give yourself a little credit there, girl, because that is what (laughs) it takes. Like we think that we have to become these grand masters before we start. And that's not the case. Like you have to get far enough ahead to regurgitate it back and then keep learning as you go. And that's where you become the master. That's where you become the guru. Yeah. Cause I was like, I don't have like a psychology degree or anything. Is anyone even going to take me seriously? But they are. And there's a part of me that's like, I'm like, am I a joke on you? Yeah. Yeah. Am I just like, like manipulating people here or what (laughs) the tricks that our minds play on us causing imposter syndrome causing us to question ourselves mm -hmm. how interesting that we're talking about what you do and again you just modeled so well naming and I struggle with these things right like (laughs) that's just in our conversations when we're feeling like this and it's us knowing that others that are around us and with us are probably struggling with some of the same things or have, and maybe they've learned some tools or learned some things that have helped them and can share those with us. And then we use them and can share them with others because tied to the research that you've done and the book knowledge that you've gotten, you're continuing to keep your lived experience in there. Keeping that true piece of us is so key. And that is what gives power to what you're sharing and hopefully what's happening here in our evolving truths community and in our own lives. You have to stay humble and grounded and check yourself. And I think it's okay to question things Mm -hmm. because you should, you should never feel like, well, I, this is it. I've reached, I've reached the top. I know every, like, how, you know what I mean? There's always something to learn. There's always a chance to grow. I think it's very, 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 very important to have a healthy ego for your confidence, but to never let it dictate you. Remember that. It's your soul that's guiding you, not this ego. That's why you have to continue to be vulnerable. That's what humbles you. It can backslide into an autopilot and a comfort zone. And then you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And you forget what it's like to grow and to change and to chase after something new. And you forget Mm -hmm. what it's like to begin again. Yeah. Yeah. Mandy, this has been freaking amazing I know that we are planning on having you back for a part two if you have enjoyed this episode please make sure you tune back in next week because Mandy is going to be joining us oh yeah I love it yes I'm all in Mandy can you share with all of us how it is that we can find you I'm a big Instagram person I love the gram so it's at levelup.consultants is my Instagram handle. And my website is www.levelup-consultants.com. Perfect. And we'll make sure that we put those links in the show notes as well. 
Mom, any other sign-off things for today? I feel like we had other things we we're going to talk about. Man, this time just flew. <laughs> I know. Uh, I can't believe how fast this went. <laughs> check Mandy out. And if you know someone who works in the construction industry, share her information because she can help an organization so much. Love you speaking to the fact that we can have good mental health and be challenged with that. Mm -hmm. Our society is so much is black, white, everything's so binary and it doesn't need to be that way. Loved you bringing that out too and dismantling stigmatized language. Oh, sitting with that one for a while. This has been great, (laughs) Mandy. I've learned a ton and enjoyed it and we hope you all. Thank you so much. This has been such an amazing experience. We love to hear that. We think it's amazing. So it's always nice when our guests think it's amazing. We're not just hyping ourselves up over here. There's my (laughs) imposter syndrome. If this podcast is totally your cup of tea, please follow us wherever you are listening. Subscribe to the show. Share it with someone that you think would benefit or you would like to open a conversation with or just because it added value to your life. That is the best way that this community can grow. We will be back next week and Mandy's coming too. Please remember, (laughs) life is beautiful and you create the magic. Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis in the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.